everyone. I'm Rita Sabasco from Rooted in Language. Thanks for joining me for our last episode on literacy development for this season. If you didn't catch the previous three episodes, I encourage you to go back and listen. Even if your children are far along on their literacy journey, you can learn so much when you fully understand the roots of their current skill level. So be sure to go back and listen. In this series on literacy, I explained that a child's path to literacy moves through phases. And these are pretty typical phases that um, researchers talk about. There's this pre-literacy phase, early literacy, developing skills, deeper learning, and then finally independence. And certainly rooted in language is a part of teaching you how to best help your children develop this early literacy level, the developing skills level, and the deeper learning level. We don't talk very much about independence um, and that being a goal for all of us that our students understand their own learning and can engage in learning in a way that really develops independence. But we've done various podcasts and blogs in the past that have really focused on this idea that as we develop skills, we lay a foundation for independence. And as we engage kids in deeper, deeper learning, that we're really building into what they need to know about themselves to become independent learners. So today I'm talking mostly about this deeper learning stage of literacy. And as we discussed before in prior podcasts, teaching kids how to decode is no small task. And once they achieve this monumental skill, we needed to teach them how to apply their skills to reading. Developing literacy skills can't be skipped and it's not a wait till they're ready option. I think we say this all the time. If you've been listening to us, you're probably thinking, I know already, stop saying it, but it's still being said out there. And as long as it's being said, I'm gonna feel a need to keep reminding everyone that this is not a wait till they're ready option. There's mounting research regarding the need for explicit instruction. And when students struggle, if we wait for this quote readiness, the learning gap simply widens. Reading and writing are not magic. Even though we can make the process interesting and engaging, it doesn't happen magically at this certain age. Literacy takes skill, and these skills need ongoing training in each of these areas. And we've discussed this throughout this podcast series. Handwriting is an area that needs ongoing training. This means writing by hand, not skipping to the keyboard. And it also means including cursive in our instruction and not just teaching cursive, but using cursive, getting to a level of flow and competency and automaticity. We, we need ongoing training in the area of explicit spelling instruction and application to build fast and automatic word form memory. We need word level reading and writing practice that includes advancing vocabulary, emphasizing accuracy, and working toward reading fluency. 
We need this close text reading, you know, this deep comprehension and annotation practice that will help deepen comprehension and keep the reader engaged with the writer and with what they're reading, the material they're reading. We need ongoing grammar work. We know from the research that's coming out and what we see with our own students that improve that grammar work will improve reading fluency. It definitely improves reading comprehension and it most definitely builds into students' uh, editing skills. And we need explicit instruction on note-taking skills across the curriculum. And again, this feels like it's just building into deeper comprehension, but note-taking skills really builds into developing concepts and engaging with concepts in this deep learning way. And, and gaining the kind of knowledge that we can retain and apply to more learning down the road. And certainly we can see where note-taking skills are needed for independence, independent learning in the future. At this stage of literacy, if your children are at this stage and they've gotten skills and they're doing pretty well and you're really deep into using reading and writing in the curriculum, You've worked on growing your students' reading skills and your kids are maybe reading basic chapter books and maybe grade level expository text. Maybe they prefer graphic novels or books with a lot of white space per page still. Maybe they still struggle to persevere and finish grade level chapter books. Maybe their attention is limited. Maybe reading comprehension is a concern. Or maybe all is going well, but you're wondering how to further deepen their literacy skills. As we also discussed at this stage, your kids have learned how to encode, to write and spell basic sentences, ideas, and even a few paragraphs. We all recognize that writing is a complex and advanced skill that kids need to learn over time. So how do we continue to strengthen our kids' writing level? After all, we know writing is tied up in complicated skill areas that need to be addressed. We know from the research that helping kids develop clear sentence production is needed for writing flow. Kids need to work on how to create short answers for writing precision. We want kids to develop well-sequenced ideas and to practice connecting writing to meaning. Kids need to learn analytical writing to deepen the content of what they express in their writing. Kids need organization of these different writing genres and they need ongoing practice in each one. Of course, we all recognize kids need some punctuation work and grammar usage. And certainly we need this explicit training in revision and editing. So let me stop here and tell you a story about one of my students. This young girl and her family had been sorting through many erroneous options about literacy. They were told to wait till she was ready and they were told to teach reading before teaching writing and spelling. That's very common out there, this idea that we only teach reading first and that writing comes later and don't even worry about spelling right away. She had also tried programs that focused on this right brain learning and these word visualization techniques. 
Unfortunately, literacy research does not support any of these ideas. And in fact, we now know that some of these ideas actually put kids more behind. They, not, they don't just keep them behind, they kind of teach some bad skills that are difficult to undo later. So she arrived at our office presenting the way so many of our clients do, as a struggling reader who was discouraged, embarrassed, and frustrated. She had no writing, and she was now trying to avoid any activity that made her look or feel out of step with her peers. Through testing and observation, we determined that she had dyslexia, very poor spelling, and underdeveloped handwriting skills. We worked for a few years on all the prior levels of intervention, and we talked about this in prior podcasts, strengthening her word level skills through explicit spelling instruction and practice, strengthening her writing and editing skills through intentional copywork and dictation, this word level practice and sentence level practice, engaging in bits and pieces of writing and partnership writing to work on writing flow in original writing practice. Practicing her reading skills at the word level, sentence level, paragraph and story level, and venturing into other curriculum. And encouraging grade level work to keep her vocabulary and concept level up to speed. Then we began to dive deep into reading comprehension, grammar knowledge, writing genres, and revision and editing. We still use strategies of partnership writing and bits and pieces of writing, but we use this writing to focus on creating projects for different writing genres. We still wrote for fun to keep her ideas flowing and to develop her voice, but we moved fun writing into goal-oriented writing. And then eventually, I mean, fun writing can be goal-oriented anyway, but we really started to focus on this goal-oriented writing. And then eventually we moved her more into this format-specific writing. We did all of our writing work in tandem with developing skills in deep comprehension, using various forms of literature as we went. We read and annotated text together. We analyzed plot, character, conflicts, and themes. We separated each genre of writing before combining types of writing. Analysis writing was worked on separately from narrations. Straight research reporting was also initially taught as its own genre. We worked on a single format before expecting multiple skills to be complexly combined. So you take that example of the research project. When kids can originally just work on getting the research out there, right, and, and in their writing in an organized fashion, then we work on how to add these analytical pieces and have a thesis statement and use the writing to present an argument. We don't do that all at once. Unfortunately, this is not what is happening in schools across the U.S., where young writers are expected to compare and contrast multiple sources all at once or to present these complex arguments all when they're still just learning the difference between retelling information and what it means to analyze it. The deep learning phase that we're talking about today is a long game. We take our time showing kids the way, but also having conversations with them about how they learn, what led to their writing success, 
and what kinds of reading and writing projects brought success? Because not everyone does. Not every project is super successful. We engaged in metacognitive work with this young student. And by seventh or eighth grade, she was working with increased independence. Deep learning means we give kids time, time to learn a skill, time to practice a skill, time to apply it to new contexts. We don't just assign a task and walk away. We stay involved in the process, engaging in conversation and writing free rights to express ideas. Deep learning means we teach grammar in a functional way and then help students apply their learning as they revise and punctuate their writing. And again, we don't just edit, we engage in metacognitive work to support their growing organization and revision skills. My young student began to have more reading and writing assignments independent from me. She was expected to annotate text on her own and then come back and share results with me. Then we would engage in discussion of our compared annotations. She was given short writing assignments to develop her opinions about various plot devices or characters or conflicts or themes. And she was given self-editing assignments as well. So something like, okay, great paragraph. I want you to go in and I want you to think about where you may need commas based on this grammar idea that we had learned. I wanted to see how she did on her own when she applied her knowledge without me sitting right beside her. But just be clear, then we came back together and we worked together on helping her see where she had succeeded and where she needed more attention. Each and every time she compared and shared her work with our goals, she began to see how conversation and writing flow from the same ideas. She began to look for deeper meaning within text. She began to identify powerful quotes and identify evidence to support her ideas. Working toward independence means that students have many skills, but as they manage new text and new writing, they still need a guide. They can venture further afield by themselves, but they need to consistently check in and work together. They are climbing new heights with challenging text, but we still need to give them support. As they succeed, they learn from their success. And this is what we mean by working to a level of success, but still always increasing the challenge. We don't want them to just stay comfortable. I mean, none of us really learn when we do that, right? We learn when we say, okay, I got this. Now let's go to the next level. Students are gaining independence here and there, but they're not yet completely independent. They need specific training and support in some very advanced skills as they learn. And don't we all need that? Don't we all learn some things on our own and then we'll hit something where we say, I don't understand that. I feel like I need to go watch a YouTube so I can see that. I feel like I need to have a coaching session so I know how to apply this. I feel like I need to, um, you know, get that personal trainer to get me to this next level in whatever my, my physical activity is. There's, we do this all the time. 
And that's the way we need to think about how we work with kids when they're in this deep learning level and making their way to independence. We want to be able to say, hey, go do this part that you do really well on your own now. And then we'll come back for this other part that is a little more tricky, okay? The science of reading tells us that literacy learning should not stop at third, sixth, or even ninth grade. So what does ongoing literacy work look like? Well, here are the ingredients. And again, at Rooted in Language, we talk about these all the time. We keep working on multi-syllable word reading and writing practice, and we continue that. This is especially important for the struggling learner. We keep working on spelling and word study, and this needs to coincide as more word form memory develops and vocabulary grows at age-appropriate levels. We keep including cross-curriculum work. Students now use reading and writing to learn and build new concepts all across their curriculum. Remember, conversational instruction and deep learning practices are the most effective strategies for students' growth as we cross curriculum. Writing by hand needs to continue, even when students know keyboarding skills. Students must constantly be hybrid writers, meaning they can print, write in cursive, and keyboard. Why? Because writing by hand improves composition. Taking notes by hand improves comprehension and memory. Specifically, cursive writing improves speed and spelling. Keyboarding is good for revision. Print is needed now and then. Now, I just want a little aside here. If you have a student with dysgraphia, you may need to focus on cursive primarily for a long time and then add keyboarding. You might need to let print drop by the wayside, but kids should still know how to print their name and address legibly because that's required now and then. Grammar needs to be taught using a functional approach that can be easily applied to reading and writing. We know that grammar knowledge aids comprehension, reading fluency, and editing. And grammar work just naturally increases as students are reading and writing more and more complex text. Educators play a crucial role in the student's growth toward independence. We engage students, share the process, monitor the pace, and modify as needed. We also focus on meaningful content. And what this means is we toss out the junky programs and we focus on creating genuine learning experiences. And let's go back to that idea of time. We also allow time for the students to become self-directed learners, building reading and writing opportunities around their particular interests. In other words, we kind of show kids how they can become experts in their quote field of study when we give them time to really apply their literacy skills to their particular areas of interest. And let's not forget, we have some executive functioning issues here. 
As educators, we're still helping kids coordinate and juggle their school day as we teach them how to manage their time and a schedule, as well as adhere to deadlines. We are preparing students for life, and we want kids to understand how to accommodate others, how to accomplish goals, how to be responsible. This isn't easy stuff for high school kids even. Now, some of us have kids who are kind of naturally gifted in this, but most kids are really still in the stages in middle school and high school of learning these skills. And that doesn't mean we make excuses for them. That doesn't mean we do it for them, but it does mean that we put some things in place to support them. We do check-ins, we teach them how to organize, we potentially show the consequences of when they don't meet deadlines, how work builds up, how working ahead matters, how creating the schedule matters. These are the kinds of things that we are a part of with our students and they need our help in this. They need to become independent adults eventually. Our role at Rooted in Language is to help you help your student. We share ideas on how to engage in deep learning to improve comprehension and composition. Our classes on reading and writing help you understand the next steps to apply skills within a broadening curriculum. We help you understand how to modify the pace to meet your students' particular learning needs. We discuss when to transfer habits and strategies to the student. We also help you continue foundational learning for spelling and word study and functional grammar study through our classes and some of our materials. Deep learning strategies are powerful. They facilitate a student's growing sense of ownership and independence. As students succeed, they build more confidence to engage with more challenging materials. This is why teaching to a level of success matters, but it must be paired with ongoing challenges, as I've already said. We need to keep presenting at this quote, just right level. And educators refer to this as a zone of proximal development. It's this just right level for where your student is right now. So this is the recipe of how to be impactful in our students' growth. Working to a level of success improves students' interest, motivation, and retention. Engaged learning that is active, interactive, and deep improves their desire to explore ideas. And yes, let's include lots of practice. Providing challenges that are just right empowers students to become harder, more responsible learners. RIL classes teach the why, the how, the what across all areas of language arts. But figuring out when to move to the next level is a bit more tricky. So we offer some coaching sessions to counsel you regarding your students' next steps. If you have a struggling writer, be sure to take our writing classes to help you understand the process. The writing path that is not sequential, but weaves in and out of different levels depending on the writing task. That's the way we work with kids. We weave in and out of different levels based on different kinds of writing tasks. So we're always working to this level of success and we're always working toward advancing them to the next step. 
Our classes address the various aspects of writing and how to determine which level your student needs across the curriculum, how to help you determine that. If you have a struggling reader, be sure to take our reading accuracy, fluency, and comprehension to help you understand your students' reading challenges. This class not only addresses reading comprehension, but we teach more multi-syllable word work, how to improve reading fluency skills. And we have lots of samples of some deep learning projects that you can use in your homeschool, coordinating both reading and writing. We always want reading and writing being worked on together. All our classes show you the path, not only for your child, but to help you understand your students' needs. That's why we call them laying a path. We help you see the inherent challenges within each area of study. If you have an older student, it can be difficult to know uh, how to use our resources in rooted in language. It's much easier if you come in at this pinwheels level, of course. But that's why we offer this year-long group coaching class called Roots Entwined. Roots Entwined meets three meetings each semester where we share some instruction plus three more Q&A sessions where you share how the work is going with your student and we discuss next steps for you. We help you put it all together with an emphasis though on continued copywork and dictation as you also layer in more original writing. So we're always working on these foundational writing skills while also adding in some next level writing skills. Before you take the class, we do recommend that you've taken at least one of our classes already. It helps to uh, get you acclimated to who we are and how we teach and the way we're thinking about literacy. And the way we set this up is each month we'll focus on some area of learning for you with your student, and then you go and work on that and come back for our Q&As. We know that unless kids put their literacy skills into practice, they will hit a wall, especially struggling learners. We see this all the time where kids have had good phonics work, but they aren't writing. It's amazing to me that I can have kids who are in high school and they have been using good programs, but all they do is read and they still can't write. That's not what we want. It's not functional and it's not full literacy. That's only knowing one side of a two-sided coin. In our supported writing and editing class, we discuss the theory and practice behind our three-part method, which always includes original writing with multiple strategies. So we have lots of different partnership writing and original writing activities and various levels of editing at each stage. And we talk about this explicitly in our uh, supported writing and editing class. And then the other part of this is the copy work and dictation work, which we help you with specifically in that Roots and Twine class. And we always add editing there too. So we have this copy work dictation with editing, some leveled writing with partnership and bits and pieces, 
and then original writing with editing where students are working a little more on their own and coming back and doing this kind of uh, give and take with us as we teach them along the way. For supplementary strategies to strengthen your students' reading comprehension and pair it with some writing projects, investigate these rooted in language products, annotating literary elements, trees in the forest, explore a story, and sticky ideas. That's certainly not all we do, but it gives you a sense of the kinds of projects we like to do with kids as we work them through these levels. We are here to help you teach your students all the way up to independence and literacy, ready for college and for life. Check out our website at rootedinlanguage.com. Join our Rooted community on Facebook, where you can ask questions and join in discussion with like-minded home educators. If you enjoy what you've heard today, please give us a like, subscribe, and follow our podcasts, blogs, and YouTube channel. As always, we at Rooted in Language appreciate all you do to help your child become the best reader and writer it can be. This is Rita Savasco. Thanks for listening.